0: child has grown old. If dreams were lightning, thunder were desire, this old house would have burnt down a long time ago.
1: Oh, just like I that, know. we are back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much, for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The big game is here. Will Mahomes lead? Kansas City to victory, or will Philadelphia return to glory? Make your picks now, and you can earn up to $50 in free play tokens. Spend $25 or more on a single wager, which includes at least one football event at prolinestadium.com from now until February 12th, and receive a $10 token that can be used on any football event on proline stadium bets, fantasies, or futures. Tokens must be used before the start of the big game, February 12, 2023. Bet on ProLine all year long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of age or older. Well, right now we're in the middle of what they call a uh, grind season. Like the weather's the worst. Sports are kind of in a lull. You got the big game coming up but right now is where I like to call grind mode, grind season. It's where you put your head down and you battle. You battle through whatever the hell's going on cuz you got to look out, you know, I don't know if you're the type of person that lets weather dictate your mood, but it sure does for me. You grind through it. Works busy, grind through it. Relationships not the best, grind through it. You're cold, grind through it. You got, you know, You know, maybe your winter tires aren't as good as you think they are. Man, maybe don't grind through it. Maybe get them fixed. But anyways, we're in the grind season right now, and we're going to get through this. We're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. At least you can leave your house. At least we're not in the middle of a pandemic. You can go out and do whatever the hell you want. You got to think of always the better option, right? It rained the other day. A little water came in the basement. Hey, I'm not complaining. I'm going to grind through it. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have myself, Jeff, in-house podcast. Um, a lot going on in the real world. A lot going on. Um, we're going to talk about that a lotness and what's happening. And I, I hope you guys enjoy for the next hour. Sit tight. This is the High Button Podcast. I'm Justin. Jeff's here as well. Here we go. You know what comes next. Waking up this morning, you see that Tom Brady uh, retired. And when I think of Tom Brady, I think of, well, obviously the word greatness comes to mind. What more more do you you think of greatness? And the last time I ever heard of greatness in sports, on a level of Tom Brady, you have to think of Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan wasn't like, I don't know about you, but like my dad or my parents weren't showing me saying, Hey, Justin, in the mid-90s, be like Mike. Well, they weren't saying, Hey, Justin, let's watch this Bulls game. In the mid '90s, it was just kind of hockey or nothing for me, so I never really got to witness Michael Jordan. And I'm going to be the first one, Jeff, to admit like on this uh, in this business, I'm not the biggest football fan, but I am a fan of food. And what does food revolve around? The Super Bowl, and what does the Super Bowl revolve around? Tom Brady. So, of course, I watched greatness uh, on my television screen over the years when it came to the Super Bowl and Tom Brady. And to see him retire today, Twitter was kind of blowing up this morning. It still is right now. And uh, there's a lot of posts reminding people of his story of when he was drafted. What was it? Sixth round, I think someone said. the yeah, Sixth round. 199th overall. Sixth round. And I think about how he maintained his greatness over the years. And I think it's from... Essentially having the mindset of an underdog. Because you can say when he got drafted, he was an underdog. Sixth round. Oh, yeah. He went up to um, Mr. Kraft's hand and said, I'm the best decision this organization will ever make. He called the shot. And he brought the words that he spoke uh, to life. It's pretty incredible. I got the stats right here. Seven Super Bowls. 23 seasons. 20 seasons with the Patriots. Alone. One organization. 20 seasons a lot you gotta be pretty good five Super Bowl MVPs three league MVPs 15 time pro ball bowler 677 total touchdowns 89,214 passing yards greatness and I think it all comes from an underdog mentality even in his 23rd year playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it's kind of cool to see that at that level and I don't know if we'll ever witness something like that again that run seven super so. bowls like no disrespect to any other incredible athletes on this planet but i remember that comeback against atlanta there was a part of me at, at half like after i don't know who was performing at halftime but after that performance i almost like i just almost shut it off they where were down were by you? like 20 do you remember where you were yeah i was in my parents place probably okay no uh, big super bowl party no I don't know. No, I think I was at my parents. I I, I like watching the Super Bowl not with in like a big party, just chilling, eating food. And I remember that. That's something, you know. Like we go back to Bedard and the 90-year-old man with the straw, sip that thing. That's the same <laughs> that's the same ballpark. Yeah. 90 years old, I'll remember that comeback after half Atlanta. I think it was they were down by 20 or 21. Unbelievable. It was 27 to 3. 27 to 3, is that what it Pretty was? Sure,
2: yeah. Was positive yeah that and, was what it was and
1: the crazy thing is is that after 20 years playing for the patriots he decides to go to tampa bay and then when he goes there he says "Ah, okay let's win a super bowl and does it wins it in his first year wins it in his first year in a whole new organization whole yeah, new that was system pretty awesome he did have Gronk with him but still yeah it was it was brand new to him holy smokes the humidity down in florida he still battled through that and he won a super bowl yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Well, I'm a Patriots fan, so it was a little sad to see him leave when he um when he did leave that year, but I got to admit I was it was pretty cool to see him uh win his first year in another organization. Shot a lot of people up. Yeah. And then he just like, you know, and now he's just done. It's he had a good he had a good run. This year was interesting, but other than
1: that, yeah, he's been pretty unstoppable. And over the years, I love how the Patriots and the NFL have done the behind the scenes stuff with Tom and they show his dedication to the sport. There's one scene where he's in the office with Bill Belichick and they're going over how to uh who was the Ravens linebacker that's always the uh, Ray? No. The the Ravens uh Football fans are like, Justin, you idiot, right? Now. I know he, Tom Brady I... said he was the hardest player to ever play against. Okay. It wasn't um... – Oh, my Ray God. Ray Lewis? No, not Ray Lewis. Just one sec. I'm not finishing this story without getting his name. Ravens defensive back. He's now the uh, defensive coordinator for the Texas Longhorns in the NCAA. Okay. Okay. Baltimore Ravens, Denver, Defensive Back, NFL. Just going down the rabbit hole. Time. No, i got to figure this out. Oh, here it is. Uh, Ed Reed. Okay. So they're figuring right. out how to manage Ed Reed, and it's him and Bill Belichick just going over different type of scenarios and how to break down and how to fool him and how to get by his coverage. And it's just unbelievable. I think at that point he might have had four Super Bowls and he's still studying like he's a mm. a freshman in college. I'm trying to beat the the test, get an A in the, in the exam. Unbelievable in a world of, I guess this is a true statement in a world of mediocrity where mediocrity is celebrated. I guess you could say to lose a, an individual like Tom Brady, I don't know. It's kind of sad. You just you, you hope the next up and coming great one, yeah, has that mentality of of an it, underdog.
2: It is interesting because it's like how many sports can you name where the greatest player. Of all, like, of all time, was someone who wasn't meant to be, wasn't toted to be the best player. He wasn't a prodigy from when he was a kid. You know, like, Gretzky, he's he was, like, yes, everyone knew yes. he was great. You know, LeBron was drafted to high school. He, everyone knew LeBron, Jordan. <laughs> I wouldn't say Jordan was, well. came into yeah, the I guess he came in as. I guess he drafted, he got drafted third. But his mentality is similar to Brady's. Jordan but, is? Jordan Jordan's, and Brady, yeah. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, like, yeah. similar, uh, like, Just obsessed, sort of, sort of, sort of situation. But I'm just saying, football is like one of the only sports where the greatest of all time was had to work for it, and you know he wasn't. He was a sixth round pick, and that's the best play. You know how many sports are like that?
1: And football is obviously one of the more physical sports there is. Probably the most physical, maybe behind rugby. I think something that doesn't go unnoticed when his career is all said and done which it is you know today officially is how he was able to maintain his health there there what was the, i think facebook put a documentary out about him a four-part series years yes, ago and yeah. how he was down in a beach somewhere oh. in costa rica training in the sand at uh-huh. 40 years old and and uh, you know eating correctly working out making sure his mobility was correct yeah. unbelievable dedication to his body and his mind too you know we always talk it's about the TV12 method man it's on un- yeah he has He's his part- own brand yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. was a
2: huge thing a few years ago the TV12 because that's like part of what the reason he left new england was apparently like he had this guy this uh trainer uh, guerrero or something like that and he uh they like he wanted him on the private jet and he wanted with him at all times to like monitor yeah. this crazy diet he was going on so he could play until this age and uh, I guess Belichick didn't love it, so it caused like a bit of a rift. And then he went to Florida, and they were like, "All right, you can do whatever you want." And uh, that's kind of how that story went, allegedly. But the T twelve method—he's in the best shape of his life at the end of it. Like he's in better shape at the end of his career than he
1: was at the start. There's something. There's something to be said about that. Discipline. Yeah. Discipline is everything. The most disciplined ones are the ones that go furthest in this life. Yeah, and, and if you're able to stay that disciplined to yeah. play at, at how was he now? 42, 43 years yeah, I think old. Yeah, forty-two. That's he's an at least unbelievable accomplishment. Imagine the times it's been like. Hey, Brady, let's go to this party in Hollywood. Anyway, everyone's there. Everyone wants to yeah. see, it. and he's like, "No, guys, I'm sorry. I got to wake up tomorrow and yeah. get a massage. I got to stretch a bit. I got I got to throw the ball around a bit. All the temptations. You you, you never see Tom Brady in the news about. Uh, you know, he got arrested. Got a DUI. He hit his woman. He nah, you know, there, know. There, there's not there's nothing. Yeah. He got He's a lot goal? of flack for kissing his kid. That
2: was about it. Yeah, that's you know that is what it is. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, man, they broke I saw a tweet this morning where they broke his career into his 20s, his 30s and his 40s. He had like three Super Bowls um, and then it was like two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls and he had three different parts of his career and they were all Hall of Fame careers on their own essentially. Does that make sense? Wow. Like if he would have retired after 20, he would have had a Hall of Fame career after 30, that on its own is a hall of fame
1: and, you know, two yeah. Super Bowls. So it's just crazy. Legendary interviews too, you know. There's there's been times there, there's been different versions of Brady that I remember. There's oh, the yeah. long hair Brady, there's the buzz cut Brady, there's the clean cut Gisele Brady, Chunky, chunky, chunky Brady. Brady, there's the Brady that just got drafted with his shoulders down trying to run a set, can't do it, but he can throw it like anyone, there's yeah. different versions of Brady, but through every version of Brady, he stayed consistent, it's yeah. on, it's it's just... Uh, social media Brady this year, social Brady's media Brady, Brady. He, he's loved it, he's, yeah. he's adapted with the times, and Definitely. his greatness has been maintained over the years, it's, it's, uh, it's very, very, uh, it's kind of sad, like I said, I... I hope the next the next one is. Um, I, I hope the next one delivers just as many memories as Tom did. And I it's know. gonna be tough because you, you know, if we're if there's another great athlete in this world, by the time we're dead, we're lucky. Mm-hmm. If you get to see two, three Michael Jordans a Tom Brady, you, you know, you get to see more than that. You're lucky. It
2: is it is interesting to think about that. Like we might not the see the superstars getting like it's like you're like oh man, I really wish you mentioned earlier. I really wish I could have went and seen Jordan when he played live. Like you know that would have been awesome. Yeah. And then it's like you didn't appreciate it. And now it's like we were able to
1: watch Brady yeah. when he was live. And now it's done. And it's interesting how the media they they make their own superstars. They make their own. But at the end of the day, you can only create your own. Image of what greatness looks like. You can look at LeBron and say, "Yeah, he's the greatest of all time." Sure, mm. but unless you don't believe it, what are we doing here? You gotta, you, you have to form your own opinion. People are gonna tell you left, right, and center. You know, LeBron's better than Jordan. You're, you're gonna see other. You know, Mahomes is better than Brady. You're, you're gonna have these opinions everywhere. But at the end of the day, you gotta sit down and just kind of form your own opinion. What does greatness look like to you? Yeah, and greatness to me looks like a guy who's an underdog and said. Nah, whatever you guys are saying, yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm going to do what I got to do. Yeah. And then do it. No matter where you get drafted, no matter what school you go to, no matter what team you get cut from, it's it's really cool. And I hope it happens again. If not, I'm cool with watching Brady highlights for the rest of my life.
2: It's interesting to see the football because football, you got to build a legacy. Like we won't know who the next Brady is for a long time. And then you compare it to hockey and it's like we're getting all excited for Bedard because we know he's going to come into the league next year and be a a top 10 player Mm. and it's like in football it doesn't work like that the Mm. stars are born over the course of 20 years opposed to one for sure right so like sid's sid's there like oh definitely Sid's top
1: three but he was was instantly yeah he he was instantly the guy
2: you know mcdavid was instantly the guy
1: yeah you just like but i i always found that hockey was that sport if you have talent, that's great. That can get you far. But if you don't have heart, you don't have work ethic. You'll you'll fall. There, there's been so many guys I know of that could have gone to the NHL, but just didn't have work ethic. Just didn't have that that extra mode. And the the blessing I think about Sid. I don't really know too much about McDavid's up. Like I don't. Obviously he was incredible, and you know he still is incredible. I I only know too. I only do my research on Sid when it yeah, comes to that. But you can definitely relate. He, more. he his. Yeah, his work ethic was just not was is. You just hear. Here's the thing, though. I'm not from Toronto. I'm sure if you're in Toronto, you hear stories about McDavid coming up in the gym in the summer and things that he's doing on the ice. And th- I just I hear more about Sid and the dedication that he has yeah. to the game and, and and things that he puts in. And we get to benefit and see the rewards as we sit on the couch and eat a bag of chips. It's, it's pretty I, crazy. I actually have a question about that. I was looking
2: up uh, old Sid Dartmouth Subway highlights the other day on YouTube. Just got curious about when he played back here. Like, and it's there was a bunch of news stories from like 14 years ago about Sid when he was a kid getting interviewed. You know, CTV, CBC. Like, was it a phenomenon at the time? Did everyone know who he was already before he was drafted? But like, cause my, my my mom knew who he was, and she knew nothing about hockey, but she knew who yeah. Sidney Crosby was.
1: I was too young. Like, yeah. I had this conversation with Willie Paloff about that whole phenomenon. Like, I was just too I was too young when he was playing for the Subways, and right, I, you know, and I just I never uh, like every now and then I'd hear something on the the radio, like driving somewhere, like this kid that plays for Dartmouth got six goals, and mm-hmm. but you don't think anything of it. You're not thinking, yeah, you're just a kid. You're just worried about. Not that. You're not worried about this kid from Dartmouth. So the the phenomenon, I was too young, but I did talk to Willie about it, and he said it was intense. He said the interview requests were really, really high at too young of an age. Um, like eight years old, Just man. young. Just like, really young. Insane. And to be able to to deal with that and come out on the other side and be normal. Like Sid's, from what I hear, just a normal guy. You know? Didn't let it get to his head. Kid from Cole Harbor that came yeah. out on the other side and ended up winning some Cups and uh, is going to be on the Mount Rushmore when it comes to hockey players in the grand scheme of things, in the history. It's pretty cool. It's really Definitely. cool to see. Um, but, yeah, you know, Brady, you know, what a career. Really blessed and really happy to be able to to witness that over the years. It's awesome. Um, question for you. I talked about this yesterday a bit. Um, I've been wanting to get this off my chest. The keg. So the other night, Sarah and I go out to dinner at the keg. And my head, you know, I'm going to spend some money. It's the keg, classic joint, my fiancé, woman I plan on spending the rest of my life with. I'm You know, put a nice shirt on, got the ironing board, put a nice pair of dress shoes on, and we're going to go to the Moosehead game after. It was her birthday. I was real proud. You know, it's the keg. Big deal. But this is where I'm a little embarrassed. I could be out of touch with the downtown restaurant core i'm not 100 percent sure um if the keg i guess for now is a classy joint um let me just let me go through the the evening parking was crazy dropped her off she went inside boom perfect she got in got the table i went and found parking really quickly that's what i do best found the parking went inside i said hello my fiance sarah's here all good what are you looking at i was gonna grab a water oh yeah grab them. a water go for it um Next thing you know, I sit down and at these dinner tables, whenever you're at a restaurant, we try to do our best to keep the phones away, engage in conversation. Every now and then the conversation lulls a bit, just a bit. So when the phone is in your pocket, the conversation lulls a bit. You're forced to look around. You look right. You look left. You look, where's my food? You're you're, you're looking. And all of a sudden I'm looking around and I see you know, hoodies, grown men, hoodies, sweatpants, Birkenstocks. And I'm like, okay, wait a second here. Let me get, let me do the math. The light is low. The bill's going to be high. The food is good. The service is great. But yet I'm still seeing, you know, hoodies, hats at the table, sweatpants, Birkenstocks, you know, in the middle of the winter. So I was a little confused there about the classiness of the keg. What's it going to be? Um... And I, to be quite honest with you, I was embarrassed. I, I thought, uh, you know, when I got the bills, you know, the food was great. The bill was high. I was like, a oh, classy joint. Look around, not so much. So I was a little embarrassed taking her there. It is what it is. I'm going to move on from it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we went to the Moosehead game after. And uh...
2: Did she say anything?
1: No, it's only me I felt wouldn't. like uh, yeah. Sebastian, Mechanical- Sebastian Miscanicalco. Okay. The, he has like a bit about classiness these days and people wearing flip-flops to the airport i felt like him for a bit i felt like you know it just i feel like you kind of have expectations for people yeah like just in general
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: it is what it is it's not a bad thing i just you know i think you know you you want to see the best out of people so when you you see a bunch of sweatpants around the keg i can see why that would, would get on your nerves a bit or maybe just catch your eye
1: yeah i caught my eye for sure yeah i was just i was blown away because everything else made it seem like it was a you know classy joint. The keg, going to spend some money. Nice New York strip strip loin. It's, mm. it's good stuff. Where what where is it Where is it located? Right uh, next to Scotiabank Center, right, right across from the it. Prince George Hotel. Okay. And uh, and then I, I honestly I got home from after that Moosehead game and just started doing research on like other steakhouses where <laughs> we actually should have gone. I was like, oh man, the keg. A mono. But that's the thing. I feel I bad because the keg. It was steak, great. But... Everything. The food yeah. was great. The service was great. The lighting was great. You know, I found great parking. That has nothing to do with anything, but everything was great. But I just looked it. Was just the crowd, the crowd. What the crowd wasn't the crowd. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. You call me whatever you want to call me, but my God, if you're gonna to go to a restaurant and spend, you know, 150 bucks, whatever it was, yeah, chuck a pair of jeans. If on. you were
2: to look at five people, how many of them were actually dressed up in the keg? It'll... If but I really look at five, there yeah. was
1: probably three guys dressed up. Okay, it's like that, and then two guys with hoodies, sweats, like a hat on, yeah, flops. There, there was, I only I'm not, I only saw one flop. I won't lie. <laughs> one flop, but one flop made it feel like it was ten.
2: Definitely. Have you? But you've heard of like the bicycle thief and the other like really fancy places downtown, right? I know,
1: but my thought process was the Moosehead Games right next door. Mm. Let's just we'll head right. We'll just there's no yeah. need. we just walk over we could go on a nice winter walk along the uh the waterfront no, and then walk out freezing. Just <laughs> freezing, <is> freezing thinking <laughs> about that right now. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I was a little blown away by that, but at the same time, we don't go out to eat often downtown, so I was a little embarrassed, like I said. I was like, "Oh, man, I thought I knew what I was doing." Mm-hmm. No, didn't I know? I got no idea what I'm doing. Mooseheads were good though, eh? They're buzzing,
2: man. Highest ranking of the season for them. Dude, Third we went the there. There was
1: 9,069 people there. Unbelievable. Yeah. The place was rocking. Awesome. Not as like World Juniors rocking, yeah. but like it was rocking. They were playing Cape Breton too. It was a great game. We left in the first, but we went home and I was listening to it on the radio and it was uh, it, it was all unbelievable. The reason why I left in the first, I was too full from everything from the keg. <laughs> I was falling asleep. That's how you know you're getting old. Went home, did a little bit more research on some steak, some nicer restaurants in Halifax, and then now we're sitting here. But overall, it was you know it was cool. Like you know, I'm not gonna complain. It was just like you know, every every now and then, I just looked around and I just it was like, oh, what is that guy doing wearing a hoodie? Yeah. But hey, it is what it is, and we're gonna move on from it, and I'm not gonna let it ruin this podcast. What are you gonna do next time? Differently. Man, I love. We just so we just renovated our our kitchen upstairs. I, you didn't. There's more stuff that we just got okay. done, and I love cooking. I love staying in. We just got a new TV. I love staying in and just being comfortable and, and cooking and, yeah. and, ho- and and you know having people like Dude, you know it's just you're officially an old man now. that's uh, like that's what you desire staying in. I don't if when I go out, when I leave the house, I'm putting my faith in other people's hands. It's now it's not up to me. When I leave the house, I'm going, okay, now it's up to other people to make sure that I have a good night uh-huh. And I don't like putting that trust in in other people. <laughs> I, I like keeping the trust yeah. in my own hands. If yeah. I want to have a good night, I'm going to cook my own steak. If I want to have a good night, I'm going to make my own mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have a good night, I'm going to celebrate how I want to celebrate. If I go out and I leave my front step, I'm putting my trust in other people's hands. If I go to McDonald's and there's a hair in my burger, that's my fault. <laughs> that's 100% my fault. I decided to go to McDonald's and and, and get some, and trust someone else to make my burger and there's yeah. a hair in it. And I'm not going up. Excuse yeah. me, there's a hair in my burger. Yeah. It's my
2: fault. I think that's kind of just... It, it is what know. it is.
1: I think that's just... You're a boss too now at
2: this point. Like each day you give people directions. So I think you like to just be in control of your own, yes. you know, of what you can be. You know, It's what you're used to. Yeah. So you don't like going out and then like having someone you have no relationship with having bearing on how you feel.
1: 100%. Right? Yeah. I, I, yes. I take ownership for every aspect of my life. Yeah. It's one thing if someone you no know excuses. lets you down. But if it's a random person, you're you're fuming. Yeah, it, but the, hence why I like to stay. You know, yeah. this is my nest. I'm good here. But they they always, but, the, you know, it, it, that there's a true statement out there. Get outside of your comfort zone. You have to. Yeah. And I'm well aware of that statement. You have to get outside of your comfort zone in order to do anything in this life. I get that. And I'm well aware of that. I know how to adjust into uncomfortable situations. All I'm saying is whenever there's a, a time where I can put my feet up, I'm not trying to put my feet up in another establishment. I'm trying to put my feet up in the home, my home definitely that I've built and is made and renovated and renovated for the, past, renovated <laughs> for the past year. year. So <laughs> this is where I'm trying to be. I'm not trying to, yeah, fair enough. I'm not trying to put the pressure on someone else to make sure I'm having a good time. So
2: when you leave since ice jam, like how much of your mind is just like reeling with high button business, like sort of, you know, think it over type stuff, but can, or can you actually fully disconnect and like let it go for a night and it won't be on your mind? No, I can't. No,
1: nah. But at the same time, I, I, you know, I I don't mind. It's like, I remember when I used to, excuse me, work a job and it was great. You, you, here's, here's the way I, that's a good question. So when I used to work a job, you, you go to the job, you're dreading going, you're there, you're dreading kind of while you're there. Kind of not. If you're too busy, you know, you, sometimes you forget you're even working a job. You're just kind of in the motion yeah. of it. Um, but the best part about working a job is leaving the job and that is, I completely forget what that felt like. You just, no responsibility. Okay, boom, I did my job. I know I just earned, you know, $100 for the day. I know that I can go home. No one's going to be calling me saying, Justin, why didn't you do this when you were at the job? It's just, it was two sides of your brain. Mm-hmm. Work, rest, work, rest, work, rest. But now it's not like a roller coaster. Now it's not up and down. I got to go to work. Now I'm home from work. I got to go to work. I'm home from work. It's not up and down. Mm-hmm. Now it's just straight. Now it's just, okay. You this is nev- your life this is your life you this can never really life. detach yeah. from it it's just straight going okay you have to do this today you got 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 to eat lunch maybe take a nap you got to do this when you wake up yeah. from your nap it's, it's just now it's even it's no up and down in your head which is nice i
2: there's pros and cons to it I'd yeah say, there, right? there's definitely pros there, and cons there's to it. no disconnect for you ever which i'm sure can weigh on your brain and like you know but it's one of those things where when you leave that other job and something pops up in your mind at at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. when you're laying in bed. You're like, all right, I'll just deal with it tomorrow. Move on. With us, it's like something pops up in my mind. I'm getting up. I'm getting my laptop up. I'm trying to solve it. I'm trying to work it out. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's... But that's it's a different way of living. But there's the pros of not having to wake up and leave yeah. and dread. And yeah. The way you put it at the start was like, it's not... It's, it's not like you get to like punch it in and out, but it's... Yeah, it's I don't know. It's nice. You can kind of just
1: get used to it, and you get in a rhythm. So it's um, it's good advice for anyone trying to start a career in something like an entrepreneurial pursuit. Don't pick something that you're not naturally good at. Like when, when I was working at the bank and someone's like, Justin, you got to go count all those dimes back there and put them into these little roller things and shit. It's just like, all right, I'm not passionate about that. I'm not going to work that hard at it. If someone calls me and tells me to do that. I'll do it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. But with this... There's really not a whole lot that can come my way where I'm not like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Like You're just willing to go that extra effort because it's already part of your DNA. If you love Play-Doh and you know that someone bought a Play-Doh sculpture off you and it's due Sunday night and you got the order in Sunday morning you're just sitting there like okay I you know I'm not really looking forward to doing this but I'll do it because it comes naturally to me I do love it at the end of the day I'll get the sculpture done and give it to the client by Sunday night Mm -hmm. so it's just like pick something that's already naturally in your DNA because when it comes time to really really working at it you won't be as pissed off as doing something that you don't want to do that's kind of the way I boil down to it because at the end of the day if you want to build something you're not going to do it by just coasting you have to like yeah. push back against gravity it's it's near that makes... it's
2: near impossible to find that extra gear for something you
1: don't care about oh impossible yeah impossible hence yeah. tom brady talk about an extra gear yeah that guy found 23 extra gears yeah. throughout his career that guy
2: just loves football more than his wife it was just obvious isn't that an interesting <laughs> like if at that point that's just crystal clear it's, he it's... cared more about that than, than his family it, it, it'll be interesting to see if they get back together yeah. now that he's done you never know The whole world of celebrity gossip is, I don't know. I can't keep up.
1: I can't keep up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tom Brady is a celebrity. I never thought of it from that perspective. He's a big celebrity.
2: Yeah. He's just going to be like a celebrity now. Yeah. He'll be like a Gronk. Yeah, but like bigger because he's just, he's all over social media. He was married to a supermodel forever. He's the greatest. He's going to be, he has a contract talking on TV about football every week now. So, he'll be around. He could not be um away.
1: he could be up there with Tony Romo. He could be yeah. up in
2: the he probably. That'd yeah. be crazy, man. Brady doing
1: what Romo does, that would be interesting to hear. I always feel like not always feel, but like I like how Michael Jordan just stays away from the game. Like I like that. He's not on yeah. the panel, he's not, he's just kind of away from it. Just it's, let him.
2: Yeah, it's kind of cool, but I do would say selfishly I'd wish we had the greatest of all time like talking about the sport to us all the time, right?
1: Yeah, maybe. It'll be interesting though, man. Those guys, those those greatness guys, have a hard time relaying what goes through their mind mm-hmm. to the average uh, individual, to the general public. Yeah. Like, what's a good example? What's a really good example? Like Wayne Gretzky when he went to coach Arizona. Mm-hmm. A- awful coach. Awful coach. He admitted it. He he just couldn't relay what he knew about the game of hockey to the average hockey player. Michael Jordan just stayed away. Maybe he can relay it to some people, but yeah. coaching and and giving your knowledge to yeah. the average basketball player might not work because he, he you know he can't teach what he did.
2: Jordan did it the best. He owns the Charlotte Hornets, but he just has like zero involvement with them. He so sits like on the bench. <laughs> he with doesn't the players. do any coaching or anything <laughs> like just, yeah. that. He's just people always used to call him the most disconnected owner in sports because <laughs> he just never talked about the Hornets. But yeah, it's
1: he's got figure it figured out. Yeah. It's, It'll be. I've always wondered what that next move is for Sid after the game. If he if he stays involved or not. Maybe he he'd have like an ownership role, like Lemieux. Lemieux's there, but he's not really there. Mm. He's just kind of there. he floats around. Yeah. It, it post post professional sporting careers have always interest me due to the fact that a lot of these guys that retire in the grand scheme of things are young. Like, Brady, yeah, sure, he's old, but in the grand scheme of things, he's 42. Yeah. Really? It's not. Dude, it's like you got to pick a
2: second career. They talk about that on Chicklets all the time. It's like the hardest moment for a hockey player's life is when they retire, and they're like, okay, what's next? We talked to Mason about it, you yeah. know? He was, he's fresh into that. This is his first couple months into quid, like being done with hockey, you know? So you're just like, okay, well, what are you interested in? And you basically got to learn to walk again as an adult when you're in your 40s, like, you know? Yeah,
1: it's a lot easier when you have a couple mil in the bank. <laughs> it's an interesting perspective how, yeah, we had, who did we have on here? <sighs> who did we have on here? A lot of people, but there was one guy we had on here. I forget who it was now, but he said he, he was in his hockey career, but he was planning for the next step of his career after. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it, it, it's just a great idea, unless you're making, you know, big money in the NHL, you don't really have to worry about the next steps of your career. But if you're going through an NHL life or a professional athletic uh, career and you're only making a mil, you know, half a mil, $750,000, do not get me wrong, that's still a lot of money, but when yeah. you're making that money, you believe that. You live that lifestyle and that it could last forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe some athletes are good with their money. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe some no, of them probably are, but the yeah. vast majority of them, it's pretty well known. Yeah. It's, but it's, like, it's just nice. What I'm saying is it's nice to like have an interest. Definitely. It's just nice to have an interest into something else. Yeah. Um,
2: well, some people are better at their second post life. Like A lot of people are better at their post playing career, career than their playing career. Like Whitney is arguably a better... Podcaster personality than he was a hockey player. Biz definitely is, you know. Biz was a fourth liner, and now he's the biggest guy in American hockey and like even into Canada. So, you know, these these guys and Greg Olson. He, I mean, he's he's a legend, but he's like a tight end who's now doing what Romo does. It's like you never would have expected it, but he's just some people are naturally good at it. So, it's interesting. And the coaches, a lot of the coaches, they like end up being fourth liners who go to coaching like. You know, Don Cherry, <laughs> those guys, they weren't legends, but they're just legends in a different field.
1: Like a big part of it, like recognizing you're in the circle of professional sports, is meet as many people as you can. Understand you have an opportunity for how many years you're there for and network your ass off. If people are coming up to you saying, Hey, Justin, you know, how's it playing in the NHL? You go, Yeah, it's great, but what do you do? How, what, what do you do? How, what, you know, it's it, networking is so big, I find. When it comes to those small gaps and opportunities you have in your life, not just in professional sports, but whatever you're doing in life and you have a little bit of uh, momentum or you have a little bit of chatter going about yourself, just use that as much as you can to network because the other side of the fence, you know, business might not be busy. Money might be slowing down, but at least you have these connections to go, hey, Jim, how are you? Remember that time we had that conversation two years ago in Montreal? Okay, great. What, what do we think about that now? Maybe there's something we can mm. – there's just so many things that you yeah. have to be able to attach yourself to when you have a little bit of a buzz. And if you can do that well, you you generally be all right in life.
2: Well, you can definitely speak to that. I actually think about this sometimes. Like, I feel like part of high-button success with the streaming especially and probably like – is the relationships that you're talking about? Is the fact that you and dudes were decent hockey players and you knew a lot of people through playing, you know, a couple Moose games? You played uh, Major Midget, all that stuff. So those relationships, like, I didn't, ha- I didn't have any of those relationships. So it's like your relationships that you had gave the opportunities for us to kind of build it in. Don't do, don't you think that? Like, I don't know if it would have been as successful if you didn't have this all these connections for yeah. the years. I mean
1: relationships can only take you so far. It definitely helped, like having those relationships 100 you know, 50% helped, but at the end of the day, a lot of people in Nova Scotia have the same relationships I do. Let's be real. It's you know, it's not in it, the hockey world. Yeah. At the end of the day it's just the work man it's all bullshit and like i you know there's relationships i have now that i didn't have 5 years ago and the only reason i have them now is cuz i worked my ass off not mm-hmm. to get the relationships but just to build something right and if you work hard enough to build something and it's kind of cool other people want to attach themselves to that thing that you built and then that's another avenue to build relationships. But at the very beginning, yeah, for sure, like getting some early podcast yeah, guests on. Yeah, yeah that's what, kind of what I mean. And yeah. like, yeah, you know, I don't know,
2: getting those first streaming contracts at the start of COVID. You know, you knew some of these coaches. You probably, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it is what it is. What it is. So, do you like the the business aspect of of it all at this point? Now that you're, I see it every day. But I, so I can see how involved you are. And it's changed a lot even since I've come on a year and a half ago. Do you enjoy that side of the business or do you like the content creation, like that sort of side better?
1: No, I do. There's parts of the business that I don't like and there's parts of the business that I do like. Like, You know, like the the, the payroll and the taxes and all that shit. Like that's Mm. not fun, but it's just necessary. You have to do it and we can't afford to to pay someone to do that ticky-tack stuff right now. So I got to do it. But then there's also parts that I absolutely love, you know, networking with people from other parts of the country to, to go preview our product. That's that, that's a great thing. Figuring things out with Callum about the website and having that meeting with, you know, it's there's a lot of things that I love about the business. But there's also parts of the business that I have to do right now that, you know, I didn't get into this to do that. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't get into <laughs> this I, I didn't get into this business to to do certain <laughs> things that I have to do now, which which does suck, but I think that's the definition of growing pains. But there are things about the business that I am uh, you know, absolutely thrilled about that I get to do on a day-to-day basis. It's awesome. There are things that you dream about when you first start, like, you know, back in the day when I used to sit in my mom's basement and go what are we doing like how do what is high button sports? It wasn't Mm -hmm. even called high button sports. It was just the high button. And those were the days where you look back on and you go, okay, at least I'm not back at that state. Cause there's days, you know, they're in this business. Like right now in 2023, where you have a day where it's like, ah, today wasn't the best day. You didn't get the most work done. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I just think back to those days and go, well, at least I have work to do. At least I have something to look forward to. At least I know how to accomplish this goal because back then I didn't even know what the goal was. I didn't know what the next day looked like. I didn't know where the next oh, yeah. dollar was coming that from. That definitely weighs on you, man, day to day. Well, it weighs on you when you're, yeah, like 25, 26, digging through your mom's couch for a toonie to find a pizza down the street. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it weighs on you. <laughs> so the, those are the moments that you look back on and you just go, eh, could be worse. It could be worse. So to answer your question, yeah, it's a flip-flop thing. There's there's times where you have to do shit you don't want to do, but then there's also times where you're just like, thank God I get to do this. You have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Every day there's a yeah. purpose,
2: whether it goes good or not, like well or not, and whether it's a great
1: day or a bad one, at least there's a purpose. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Um, NHL All-Star game. It's kind of corny. NHL um, is really leaning towards the Zegras, Michigan – um, man, my I, I got. The... Speaking of business, my phone. Sorry, folks. Uh The rule should be <laughs> I <laughs> put my phone away, but I'm not. That's my apologies. Okay, it is away. <laughs> fill the silence. Um, the I'll ask you. You're younger than me. NHL is always trying to direct their product towards younger and younger people. What do you think mm. about the NHL marketing? Um, aspect towards the NHL All Star Game and and everything that they're trying to angle the NHL towards. What, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Uh,
1: I think it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely geared
2: towards a younger like demographic. They're all over YouTube. They're all over TikTok. They're all over Twitter with the highlights, right? Like, oh, you know, Zgris with the you know Michigan attempt. Look at this breakaway goal, hat trick for Pasternak. Like, they definitely really focus heavily on the highlight aspect of it, but I don't know. I guess hockey's just different these days than it was back. It's such a, it's a, such a sport that's evolved over the years. You look at baseball, football, basketball, that's been the same game forever.
1: Yeah. There's true. no, you know,
2: and then you, and then you look now we can't even compare stats to the nineties because it's so different. And that was less mm. than 25 years ago. So it's, it's just kind of, I guess, the next evolution. You know, there's no tough guys. It's all about finesse. There's small guys in the league now. Speed kills. Uh, there's a fight every, like, ten games now. So, I guess how I, that's how I look at it, how I feel about it. I don't know. Whatever gets people watching. Sometimes I get upset when I look at, like, when the U.S. media doesn't give hockey enough credit because I just feel like it's the best sport, and it's just the greatest, and it's so it's just the best. And it... When I see the U.S. kind of like joke about it and don't really put as much effort into it, and it's clearly a number four, it kind of upsets me sometimes. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, whatever. It's like it's their loss. Mm. And I understand it's a business. So now this is the way they're promoting. But it's uh, it doesn't really matter to me at the end of the day. Yeah. I just like watching hockey. So, you know, what about you? When you grew up, how did they promote hockey to you? When you were in the early
1: 2000s or whatever. You well, know? it was just, you know. Rough and rock, tough. Rock'em, sock'em. Rock Don sock Cherry, cherry. cherry yeah. You know, wear the it's high. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> no, it's not like that anymore. Absolutely not. No, it's it, you're right. They, the, all they can really do is aim at the younger demographics. You have to look at Bedard and go, okay, what's he doing and what's the NHL going to look like when he's 10 years in the NHL? Mm-hmm. That's how you market it. Do I enjoy what they're doing right now? Yes and no. They're, they, You know, they're there's parts that uh, I absolutely love, and then there's parts that I hate. And the parts that I hate are very, uh, you know, like the no helmets and warm-up anymore. It's, it's, yeah, it's, oh, it's, I agree, But at man. the end of the day, it's the, the things that I hate are just things that have sentimental value to me as a child and being able to watch. And as you get older and they start to take these things away, that's all I hate. I yeah. love the speed. I, I, I love where the game is going. I love the flashiness. I love the... Uh, you know, I I love that the payroll's going up. I love that Nate's making twelve mil. I mm. love that so everything everything about the NHL is on an upward scale. More, I think, than baseball. More, I think, than football. More, I think, than – what's another NBA? Eh? On an NBA traje- trajectory, yeah. but like just just like what yeah. you say, like how much more can baseball change? Not yeah. how much more can it is it what it is. Football change. Yeah. It's kind of. Basketball, maybe they with the Steph Curry three-point, yeah. they, they say basketball is changing, yeah. but I think that it's the, it's been changed. Yeah. yeah. But I think it, it has more potential to change with the Steph Curry style of play with yeah. the three-pointers rather than the big Shaq down low. Yeah. I'm not a uh, basketball expert. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I think hockey has the top ability out of all major sports for the most change in the next 10, 15, 20 years due to the fact that if you look 10 years ago with some highlights compared to a highlight from yesterday... It's a completely different game. It's a forever evolving it's game, a, man. It's forever involved. Uh, it, 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 the the creativity that some of these kids have that are bringing to an NHL-paced game is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I think with the change and everything coming, it just creates for more opportunity to bring in more dollars, more eyeballs. Um, yes. And yeah, just the, the, at the end of the day, more change. The yeah. thing I just don't like about it is that with that change, comes maybe a little bit more of a softer mentality and at the end of the day hockey should not have a soft mentality i needs that grittiness there's something about you know tory krug when he played for boston and he rammed the guy from st louis with his helmet off in the playoffs now you can't do that you have to go to the bench when your helmet comes off warm-ups no helmet your helmet has to be on i don't even think anyone's allowed to unless you don't wear a visor Ha- no half, half shield no it it is yeah every it, as soon as you enter the nhl if you're in junior yeah. or college you have to wear a visor you can't yeah. wear so like there's there's little things like that that i'm not a huge fan of i love the grittiness i've always loved the fighting it's such a beautiful thing when two guys can get together chuck a couple knocks and then give each other a little tap on the ass and go great great fight there's mm-hmm. where, where else in life Maybe the U.S.T. the chirps, chirps, man. The chirps, it's you know, the chirps, chirps, huge part of it. Huge part of it. The chirps are incredible. I hope the. I don't think the chirps are in danger. No, the chirps are good. That's that's just human
2: reaction. Yeah, that's just natural. You can't take away that.
1: The chirps are fine. Um... Yeah, and, you know, a big part of me also is kind of the Olympics. I, I love, man, Lemieux letting the puck go through his legs from a pass from Korea to give it to, again, let a score back door. Or maybe it was the other way around. You know, there's so many memories coming up from the Olympics of Team Canada just winning. Sid, Vancouver, the golden oh, yeah. goal. You know, it, it, when politics come into play, it can unfortunately ruin some things. But the Olympics, I, I definitely miss. Best on best hockey, I guess. Yeah, is we haven't I'm seen saying. best on best you hockey know. since in like
2: five plus years since that like that World Cup of hockey they did. Yeah, we haven't seen best on best. Like. And that,
1: that would be fine. Like I, I don't get me wrong, I love the Olympics, but if, if yeah. the Olympics were substituted for that World Cup thing they did in Toronto, I'm completely fine with that. Because here's what <laughs> here's why yeah, here's guess. why I love best on best hockey because that's where you really see the evolution of hockey. When Matthews and they were in that Young Guns team, McKinnon, McDavid, that team, that North American team, all you had to do was watch that team. And then that's where you saw the evolution of hockey come through. You saw Matthews stick handling and having his his hands up here rather than down here when he's shooting. Mm. Evolution of hockey. Whenever you get the best players against the best players, that's where players try the hardest. That's where players basically become the best athletes yeah. that they're possible. They show they, the that, most. They, they show them that, that that's where their greatness comes alive. Definitely. And so I, I miss that part of it too. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I guess it all just comes with time. There's really not much more we can do. It's interesting because people listening need to
2: understand our perspective is we, we watch a lot of hockey on a week to week basis of all levels. Like I see 11 year olds, 13 year olds, 15 year olds, 18 year olds every single week the best of Atlantic Canada and then you go and watch the NHL and you see the best of that so it's it's always just like interesting I find cuz I'll go the whole week watching all that minor hockey and then I'll watch an Oilers game and it's a different it's different skill levels but it's the same game yeah and it's just we just have a very interesting perspective I think on hockey just because of our jobs just watching eight plus games a week at this point right 100% in the, in the like it just it changes it's more than just like a game, like oh great the Oilers are playing. It's like you study it and you just see it so
1: much. I don't know. Yeah, you do study it without noticing. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: Like, you know you're watching the best. You know you you'd be watching one of my Bedford games and you're like, dude, these kids are great. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy how like how skilled these guys are. I we'll talk about that and it's just like you don't. You don't pick up on that unless you're unless you find yourself watching. So yeah. I don't know.
1: It's a good life though. It's a it good is. life to be able to analyze hockey for a living. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and get to, you know, stream it, yeah, record it however you want to look at it. It's really cool, and to be able to see the players move on. Like, you know, you're streaming a kid and you fifteen and the next thing you know, he's in the queue. Oh, I'm pumped You know, for that, it's like man. it's cool. It's cool to see like the evolution of the company yeah. go that way. It's really nice. There's gonna be a lot of players, right, that are
2: on our streams that are gonna end up doing good th- like big things. Cole Chandler, who's gonna get drafted to the queue in the first round, hopefully this year, he was like we were doing his Baron games <laughs> in the middle of COVID oh, yeah. when he was like fourteen years old. Wow. And now he's gonna be, you know, playing in the queue. So that's like one career there we've just seen on the high-button channel
1: all his games pretty much. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. (laughs) How much time are we at right now? 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. 5-0, baby. Um, Predictions of the Super Bowl, who do you have? Uh, The Chiefs will probably win. Where is the Super Bowl this year? Arizona, maybe? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think so. Arizona? Yeah. Okay, why do you like
2: the Chiefs? I want the Eagles to win, but the Chiefs are just they are inevitable, I think. Yeah. I think they've got another Super Bowl in them. It'll probably be this year. I don't know. It's just one of those things you don't want them to It's like the lightning. I don't want them to win, but you just kind of knew for a few years they were going to
1: get some wins, Yeah. and I think this is one of those years. I want Philly to win just for the Twitter afterwards, seeing people climb poles and the city just <laughs> erupt. That's what I want. Just for the memes, pretty it's gonna much. There's
2: going to be a lot of Chiefs tears if uh, if they don't win, though, to, to the Eagles. These are two really big fan bases with great great teams. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The Eagles, Philadelphia loves them, and the Chiefs have been top of the league the past five years. So their fan bases are huge. And whatever way it goes, it's going to
1: be interesting afterwards. I'm making Philly cheesesteaks for the game. I've been oh, doing yeah? my research yet. Yeah, at you gotta, home? At home. Not you gotta go, get... No CAG night? No, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I gotta get uh, so. What the what was one recipe I was watching yesterday. You gotta get like a ribeye. You gotta freeze it, and then once the steak is frozen, you have to cut it thinly. So you gotta oh, cut yeah. this ribeye thinly. Yeah. You gotta get. You have to make an option between uh, cheese whiz or provolone. So that's one thing no, I have to work on this do week. Not do cheese whiz, man. I don't know, but cheese whiz is the classic. They say. Now that's that's. Do you like cheese whiz? I wouldn't say I like it. But I can tolerate <laughs> it. I guess so. It's, uh, but apparently the, the, the cheese whiz melted with the thinly cut ribeye with the white sweet onion on a nice, uh, on a nice baguette, soft baguette. Apparently it's out of this world. So that's one thing I have to work on this week. I have to do my research on if I want to go provolone or if I want to go, uh, cheese whiz. Um, so that's one thing I'm going to work on and, uh, I hope Philly wins. I know nothing about either team. There should be some podcasts out. Yeah. We're going to have Coleman on here for sure, but mm-hmm. we'll have him on Super maybe Bowl the day of, Yeah, Super Bowl preview. Yeah. It'll be a tough conversation for him because he's a, <laughs> I know the bills, the bills made the I bills. I haven't even mafia. messaged him
2: since uh, the loss.
1: Yeah. I should have reached out. That's a good call. I wonder if he's doing all right. He should be. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're used to losing. He's, all right. he's oh, don't also, say that. I think he's at least fans too. So he's really, oh, really used to losing. No, I don't say that. Um, but yeah, it'll uh, it's gonna be an exciting two weeks. I said in the intro, it's grind season, which it is. You got to battle this weather. You got to stay warm. One thing I'm doing to uh, lift my own spirits, I'm going to Costco get a Costco membership today. Hey. There's little things throughout the week okay. that you got to look forward to. So if yeah. you don't have a trip down to Dominican or Cuba or Costa Rica booked, find those little excitements. My little excitement going to get a yes. Costco membership. Okay. Too many people are bragging about their memberships and. I'm you'd, jealous. you'd love the food there, man. Well, apparently the free samples are out of this world. <laughs> so you have to find the little things throughout the week to make life more enjoyable. And if it means getting a Costco membership, I'm 100% getting a Costco membership. So that's my little treat throughout the week. Mm. And, uh, Does that mean we'll have more snacks down here? What? Absolutely Buying not. in bulk? No, I'm buying my ribeye steaks from Costco. <laughs> my, my Philly cheese steaks. cheesesteaks. Yeah, um, all right, so that's pretty much all we have for the podcast today. I want to thank everyone for tuning in um you guys are awesome everyone that's listening all the downloads coming through from different parts of the world it's unbelievable to have uh have you tuning in all the kind messages all the people in public saying hi button keep doing what you're doing I, I love that shit it's the best feeling in the world that means what we're doing is working um and whatever you're doing in the world i hope it's working for you keep grinding keep plugging away and then eventually you'll be uh you'll be where you want to be i promise you all right jeff you got anything to say No, sir. All right, everyone listening. Back to reality. Back to reality. We are out. Peace.
0: time. you have.